Hello, everybody, and welcome to our Wedding Espresso online meetup. We are so excited to be with you tonight, and we are ready to go, go, go with some sociable education, which we've got coming up for you soon. But before I begin, full disclaimer, I received a gift the other day. Xander came home and gave me super man flu. Now, man flu is a real thing. I am living proof. Unfortunately, it has completely taken me over today. So we are powered by Beecham's Flu Plus and Oreo Bites. So bear with me if I stutter or trip over myself um, because I am literally running on 150% to get through this. But it will not stop us. So, uh, so here we go. Uh, so coming up today, our hot topic is planning the perfect drinks reception. There's going to be some great advice, I know, because I've had a little sneaky uh, preview of what we've got planned, so I'm very excited for you to hear this. Then, Chris is going to take us through lasting lashes, and then Joey is going to help us um, understand how to pick the perfect wedding band. And then uh, Steve is going to basically break down all the all the, the complicated science of uh, legal ceremonies and wedding celebrations. So that's going to be incredibly informative for you guys. So without further ado, we shall move on to the introductions. Um, as I say, I'm thrilled to bits to be joined by our very special friends tonight, uh, Chris, Joey, and Steve. And uh, without further ado, I shall step down off the podium now and uh, let Chris introduce herself to you and tell you a little bit about what she does. Hello. Can you hear me okay? Hi. Yes, we can hear you fine, Chris. Yes, excellent. So I'm Chris. I am hair and makeup artist. Um, and that's basically what I do. I do your hair. I do your makeup. Um, I make sure that we have crafted your perfect bridal look. Because believe it or not, there is an enormous gamut of different kinds of bridal looks out there to be had. Um, and basically what I do is get to know each of my clients individually, get to know your personal style, um, what you would normally wear from your day-to-day -day kind of a look and translate that into what would then be your bridal look so that you always feel like yourself, but on your very best day. That is like my essential guiding philosophy that if you feel like you, but beautiful, the most beautiful day you you could be, you're going to walk down that aisle feeling really, really confident and um, just enjoying every moment of the day. Because the last thing you want to do is feel like somebody else on your big day. That's me. That's what I do. Fantastic. Thanks very much. And Joey, would you like to uh, say a few words about Warble Entertainment? Yeah, of course. Uh, so my name is Joey. I work for Warble Entertainment. Uh, we are one of the UK's largest agencies booking uh, wedding entertainment, live music, caricaturist magicians. If you can think of it, we can make it come true. And if you can't think of it, then we probably have something weird and wonderful uh, that we can recommend for your wedding day. So yeah, we're, we're a tight-knit team of people, all entertainment experts, uh, providing bands all up and down the country, uh, Europe, and even sometimes uh, worldwide as well. Also, I should mention, I don't know if I'm breaking any rules tonight, but I have herbal tea instead of coffee. I don't know if, uh, if coffee was a requirement, so let me know if I've uh, made a coffee uh, conundrum. Spoiler alert, I'm drinking Twining's Lemon Drizzle. <laughs> we have, is that alcohol? It's oh, no, no, no. It's, 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 it's a green tea, yeah. It's not coffee. Hey, oh, it Sorry, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is I'm doing this all wrong. Where, right. When there's a, a gap later on, I will get myself an alcoholic drink to join you guys. Well, I, I didn't know. That's good to know. Thank you. I feel more at ease now. 
Brilliant. Thank, thank you, Jerry. And Steve, would you just like to say a few words and introduce um, Holding Deer to everybody? Yes, I'm Steve Game Blackmore from Holding Deer. I'm um, a life celebrant. So I suppose in this capacity, I'm here to talk about um, celebrating weddings. And, and I have been doing this for over 17 years uh, in lots of creative, uh, innovative and very original ways. Uh, and I think enough said. Uh, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Fantastic. Brilliant. Thanks so much, everybody. OK, so our hot topic this week is planning the perfect drinks reception, which, to my mind, is a really, really big and exciting topic. Now, I was thinking back to our wedding and I was just kind of running my mind through the events recently, of what happened during our drinks reception. Now, when we were filming weddings, our advice, which we were constantly, constantly thanked for, was the perfect drinks reception has a runtime of about two hours. And the photographs should really take no longer than about half an hour. So that's all your setups, which is why we always recommended that you came to the photographer with a fixed list of photographs and said, these are the photographs that we like. And do not deviate from that list, because what happens often is the bride and groom will sort of start saying, well, can we have this group? Can we have that group? And suddenly it takes 10 minutes to draft the, the other people in. And suddenly the drinks reception, poof, it's gone. And it's such a shame because, as Steve will explain to you later, no doubt that after the ceremony, after a successful ceremony, the vibe, the buzz coming out of that room is enormous. And you want to spend as much of that time with your friends and family as you possibly can and enjoy that buzz. So um, for our drinks reception, it, it was sort of textbook. It went by in a flash. But I know that our photographs um, took 20 minutes. So they didn't take half an hour. We got through them faster. And... As, you know, as, as is sort of normally expected from these kinds of things, there were loads of family members wanting to grab us for a quick photo and things. And I distinctly remember all the people that came up to give us a hug and to say, what a beautiful ceremony and, and, and all that stuff. But we were able to enjoy it, I think, because we stuck to that kind of plan. And the other two pieces of advice we used to give people were, seriously, 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 you need to have canapes because... So many people think, well, you know, it's a massive expense, and they are expensive. It's a huge expense, and it's something maybe we can live without. But the truth is you can't live without them because the guests are usually by that time absolutely starving. You know, if you get married at 12 or 1 o'clock, you've missed lunch. You're straight into a two-hour drinks reception. You're 3, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock before you sit down meal. If you then choose to have your speeches before the meal, you're absolutely doomed. So the idea basically is canapes got to have them because um, they keep people going. And the last one was entertainment. It is absolutely essential. I think guests need some form of distraction because uh, there's a lot of sort of icebreaking going on. They need something just to kind of focus on a focal point. And um, the way we did it, actually, we saved a little bit of money by taking our band that we booked for the evening and we basically unplugged them and they did an acoustic set during the drinks. And you know what? People went crazy crazy for it. So Joey, no doubt, can tell you all about that stuff. Um, but it really, really is a good idea. Um, so that's all from me, guys. But um, I shall throw it open to you. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, the big thing at the moment is gin and cocktails, isn't it? Gin and cocktails. Yeah. What would refloat my boat if I was planning my own wedding was would be a, a James Bond cocktail party. So a themed 
cocktail party. Like and tuxedos and sparkling, long dinner dresses and uh, lots of champagne. And, of course, we have to have the shaken but not stirred vodka martinis. That would be right, uh, right up my street. Sounds amazing. Something special it? and special. <laughs> What do other people think? So I've been doing um, a lot of work with the Yorkshire bartender recently, and they have always suggested a signature cocktail, which is something I didn't do for my wedding. And if I could rewind time, I think I would. Because it's one of those elements that you can put your personal touch on and try and get the personality of the wedding coming out. Mm. Um, but another one of the things that I quite like to do with some of my brides is we set up a beauty bar. Um, so after I've done bridal makeup, I pack up my kit and then I reset up, but in the venue, um, and I can refresh the ladies makeup. So once you're getting all those photos going and obviously you've had a little cry during the ceremony and everyone just needs that little bit of touch up. It's a really nice, um, addition to the wedding day to just be able to come and get your, your lipstick chopped up, your, your powder done. Um, so that's a really nice one and it keeps everything flowing and moving, but still really, um, keeps your photographs looking as well. <laughs> Is the is the all day makeup, Chris? Is that a myth? It's not a myth. Um, it, it's definitely doable. Um, but um, like anything, if you have a bit of a cry, sometimes you need to top up. Um, and all day makeup is not a myth, but you have to know your application. Um, so, like, my brides will be fine, but their wedding party might not be. They might just need a little something just to okay. keep everything in place. Right, because I suppose, like mother of the bride, she really is just as important. They've got to. Uh, they've got Absolutely, to that's you know, it's her day too. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. Awesome, Joey. Any thoughts? Yeah, I think James, we should get you talking to some of our brides and grooms at some point because the fact that you realise how important it is to have entertainment is massive, and it's something that we struggle with quite a lot because. What brides and grooms will do is they'll, they'll think about their entertainment costs and they'll allocate their most of their budget to you know, a band or a DJ at the end of the night. And they will often think, oh, well, I can kind of skip out on the drinks reception or whatnot. But what you said, what you've done is an absolutely awesome solution. It's something that we offer all the time is that for bands, for DJs or for any wedding supplier, often the hardest bit is the, the traveling, the setting up and all the logistics instead of the playing so instead of paying two different groups of people to travel to your venue and do something why not ask your band to stay longer or something that we often say is if if you have somebody playing during the ceremony if you have a, a harpist or a classical guitarist or something like that ask them to hang on afterwards um let them kind of serenade your guests whilst you're off taking photos and whatnot and it's a really cost-effective way and a lot of the time people don't want to spend money on entertainment for the drinks reception because they think it's a wasted expense. Well, you don't have to spend much. Um, you already have the people there that are going to travel on your day. So ask them to stay a little bit longer. Of course. We, um, we actually, music, music formed a very large part of our wedding day and uh, a lot of planning went into the music. And we'd actually seen it at a wedding a few years ago where the bride and groom had used musical cues to drive people, like to announce certain parts of the day. So Rachel and I, I think this is sort of a bit for you really, Steve. Rachel and I decided that yeah. we were going to do our utmost to basically the ceremony had to have a crescendo. It had, to, it had to end in a bang and people had to know 
that the next part of our day was a party. We were, we were there to have a good time. So Rachel and I picked a completely offhand track. It was a, it was basically a Japanese hip hop, uh, track. And uh, it, was called, it was called the concept of love. And we just pressed play on it. We asked the guys to, you know, crank this up. We want this loud. So the con- the concept of love kicked off. Rachel and I basically danced down the aisle out of the room. And then everybody sort of followed us Pied Piper style. And, and then the music was obviously playing in the other room. So there was a very smooth trans- transition from we are celebrating. This is the ceremony. Now this is the party. Um, that was a very, very clear indication. So do you think, have you got any other sort of similar ideas or tips that maybe, uh, you know, you could use to, to say this is the end of the ceremony, now we're into the party? Well, if the ceremony is uh, structured in a way where it kind of builds up towards that time of um, celebration and, and partying afterwards, uh, you can use music like you've suggested, which is a fantastic idea. But I think if the whole thing is structured in a way where it moves in that direction quite um, naturally, then um, people are ready for it, ready for the big party by the end of the ceremony. But, I mean, the ceremony, it's not a separate thing, is it really? The, no. the ceremony of celebration and the party is part of that celebration. So it's all, all one and the same. Of course. I know you're very into, into your music, uh, Steve. So if somebody came to you and said, you know, we've got these crazy ideas, this is, this is sort of, uh, this is our music, this is what we like. Do you think you've got anything that you might be able to sort of add to that? Can you embellish that with people? Make some suggestions? Music is a very big part in ceremonies. Uh, and it's down to personal tastes, isn't it, at the end of the day. And uh, there's always a piece of music that... Uh, marries up with their personal tastes that will speak of their hopes and dreams and their love for each other and um, it always seem to point them in the right direction when it comes to, but music features music features a lot doesn't it in things like this uh, it's one of the questions I should be asking Jerry later on actually in relation to music and ceremony but I'll leave that for later is that okay Jerry? Yeah, don't give all your secrets away just yet, Steve. You, you can <laughs> hang on it, but you've got something in the barrel. That's totally cool. And uh, Joey, I, I suppose, yeah, throughout my very long-winded career uh, in the wedding industry, I've seen all sorts of things for drinks reception uh, entertainment. And, um, you know, how easy is it to get people to explore alternative options? Because I, I saw... I'm, I'm going to throw, I mean, we coined a phrase for it at the time. It was trip-hop violin. So basically it was kind of like drum and bass, but with electric yeah. violin over the top. And it, it just blew my mind because it was so fresh and exciting. Um, so how easy is it to get people to, to kind of embrace something different rather than just booking maybe the traditional string quartet or something? You yeah, know, that we- of course. I mean, if there was ever a time to experiment and not be safe, it's the drink reception, I think, because it's this huge chasm in the day that people just don't really know what to do with. And we often describe it as, you know, a natural kind of lull in the day. But once you kind of explain to people what the possibilities are, it becomes a bit easier. And what you'll find is they'll soon realize that those things that they thought were natural lulls in the day now become uh, the highlights of the day. 
So, for example, if you are to book a magician or, or something, if they're kind of going around and wowing the crowd, well, some people, if they see a trick which has completely blown their minds or they get given a signed card by the magician or something, that's the bit they're going to remember from your wedding. And often the times it, it can feel a bit self-indulgent to think that, okay, the bit that everyone is going to remember is when we had our first dance, when we were cutting the cake or the ceremony. But for the guests, they, they have a different experience of your wedding than you do. So it's, it's all about being a little bit selfless and, and kind of looking after them. Um, but also, yeah, you're right in saying that the, the alternative options and the weird options, often they are placed in this bit, um, which is really cool. I like it. And uh, Chris, so Rachel um, had lovely, lovely hair for a wedding. And uh, we really liked her makeup too. It was very, very difficult to find a good makeup artist in the Highlands um, because there aren't that many to go at. So we had to drive quite far to find one that would actually be mobile and come out and, and, and see us on the day. So we found them. Rachel was happy. It was all good. But, um, you know, Rachel, I think looking back, would be very honest about the fact that her hair kind of started out very, very nice and basically went rock and roll. Uh, by the yeah. end of the day, it was ooh, all over the yeah. place. And, um, you know, her makeup kind of survived, but it wasn't, it wasn't tip top. I think we got through it. It wasn't, it wasn't tip top. She could have done with somebody there just to, uh, just yeah. to refresh. So <laughs> put people's minds at ease. How yeah. quick a job is that? Is that a big thing? I mean, during the drink reception, you're trying to get your photos done. You're trying to talk to family. A lot of hustle and bustle. Yeah. Limited time. How easy is it? How quick is it? Yeah, well, I think it's one of those issues that's very similar to that sort of false economy of not having um, entertainment during the, the drinks reception, isn't it? Where, you know, you're just trying to save your costs and all of those things. But actually, very similar to getting a band or a musician on site or a magician or any of those things. It's the travel and it's the time that... that really will dictate the cost. So for someone like me to stick around and um, be able to judge at the end of ceremony or at the end of drinks reception, um, that part, not so substantial. Um, and in terms of time, it doesn't take that long. And actually, and this is a secret, to have that little bit of time. So it could be 15 minutes at tops to just be able to sneak away from the crowds and from the, 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 the fanfare of your day and take a deep breath and let somebody just look after you just for a few minutes and you can catch your breath and actually enjoy that moment. That can be quite magical for people, but they just have that chance to sort of assess the situation and go, oh my God, what an amazing day I'm having. Um, and that can actually be the favorite part of the day for some people where they just have that moment to sit back, look at the situation and go, this is incredible. So yeah, it doesn't take long and it can be really good. So calm in the storm. Absolutely. Brilliant. 